because I don't really have any of the questions. I'm just kind of here to listen to the story and I, and I love the story. And um, I feel that this story can help other teachers, educators, counselors, coaches, uh, you know, the whole gambit of education really, but then outside, you know, uh, anybody that's working in firefighting or law enforcement or, you know, government or even our healthcare agencies. I mean, this really kind of hits the nail for everybody, if you ask me. So that's what I, uh, I really in, enjoyed listening to the first kind of walkthrough of it. And, and so, um, definitely would love to just start from there. So. Sure. Someone that has not had, a lot of uh, recent struggles with sobriety, but um, just over the 27 years that I've been sober, I just work life and socialization and work life and uh, being sober and, and not drinking and not really being around it that often has definitely come, it comes up and it can be awkward for other people. It's definitely not awkward for me because I feel comfortable in my own skin, but there's definitely people that will make sarcastic comments or, you know, crack a joke to lighten the, <clears throat> lighten the mood or whatever. And they'll say, you know, oh, better not drink in front of him or, oh, wow, we, we sure talk about drinking a lot or, and people, people have different reactions and, and I'm totally comfortable in my own skin. It's not a temptation for me. And so it, it does, there's just a lot of socialization with people you work with outside of work you know, with drinking and it can be a temptation for a lot of people. That's for sure. You know, as, as you're describing kind of the, the awkwardness or the left outness of, of, you know, your fellow educators, friends and family kind of giving you the butt of all jokes because of, you know, your sobriety um, describe the day, of your, you know, taking it all the way back, um, the day that you became sober and what it meant to you. And then kind of, you know, again, fast forward to where you are today. Well, yeah, we really have to hit the rewind button. This goes all the way back to 1993. I was in a treatment program and, you know, I was in denial, didn't think I had a problem. And then I got caught by my treatment program. And so that they said, well, we're going to send you back to court if you don't follow the program. And that was my wake up call. And so that that's when I was at rock bottom. And so I just turned to my faith and started going back to church. And through those couple of months, I just, I realized like, okay, I have a story to tell. And so I started working with young people at a church camp and it all <clears throat> culminated with a a chance to give my testimony in front of about 500 people. And that was really powerful. And, you know, just talked to, talked about how I was powerless over alcohol. And that was a really defining moment. And then um, after the summer ended and you come off that camp high of being in that bubble and around all these great people and all that support, um, I had a relapse and, and a friend of mine came home from the Coast Guard and, we went out and it just happened that I ran across a couple of um, high schoolers that had seen me give my testimony. And that next week they told the youth pastor I was working with. And that, that was a, my sobering moment because at that point in my life, the only thing I had was a story, like a turnaround story. I didn't have any education. I was 
um, 23 and, you know, and just started working at a gas station and was just at rock bottom and just trying to rebuild my life. And the one thing that I had, and I felt like that was my calling was to have this story of how I turned my life around. And, um, that to me was the defining moment because, um, that's all I had at that point was a story and it ruined my credibility with kids. And, you know, it took, the first year was really hard. I spent a lot of time at home. I lived at home at 23 and rented a lot of movies, played a lot of video games, and then got involved in my church. And the more I got involved in my church and youth ministry, that became my social network. And you have to remember, this was way before the internet. I mean, this was before reach out to people and socialize via, you know, social media. And the things I was involved with was my my network. So I started working with young people, started working at a church camp. I was uh, really got into coaching. And so that became my, the beginning of my life's work of working with kids and being around kids and being um, a testimony and showing kids you can have a great time without drugs and alcohol. And um, so that that's when I started my life's work 27 years ago. And Fast forward to now that, um, you know, my career as an educator has definitely been a bumpy one. It's been really hard to um, find the right spot for me, to find my niche, to find, um, you know, the right community. And, you know, through all of that, I've faced lots of challenges. And um, that's really what I wanted to talk about is how to work through those challenges, whether that's conflict, whether that's, um, struggles with drug and alcohol, whether that's dysfunction, whether any sort of addiction or struggles. And, you know, the, the thing I shared with you is there's a program called Sources of Strength. And what I love about that is that it's a wheel and the spokes of the wheel really focus on lots of things, that, um, but it's family support, positive friends, mentors, generosity, um, healthy activities, and mental and physical health. And, for me, the sources of strength, the things that allow me to get through all of these challenges in my life are positive experiences that I've had working with kids or mentors or friends. And um, I think anytime we're challenged with going through something hard, we have to we have to look at the positive. What what did we use to get through those times and, and rely on those times? And, you know, over the last year with the pandemic and all of that, I, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to be in education anymore. And um, it, it really challenged my faith. And uh, lo and behold, uh, in August, I got, there, there wasn't a lot of jobs out there, but I got this great opportunity and had a great interview and was able to land a full-time job as a middle school counselor in Albany. And this has been um, my 14 years of education, by far the best fit for me. It's um, supportive colleagues and you know, it's middle school is definitely different than high school. It's not as high stakes and sense of humor goes a long way. Um, my dad jokes play really well in, in middle school. And so it's, um, but having the challenges in, that I've had the last few years, um, one of the things that, that has helped me is that generosity is being able to give back and connect with others who, um, are struggling with addiction. I have personal friends that, you know, I was their youth leader or coach 
back in the nineties and now they're grown adults and um, they're, they're going through crisis. And I'm someone that reaches out to them and shares with them a positive message and encouraging word um, and giving back to them also gives to me. And so I'm sure you have similar experiences of just being able to be, be the person that, that is there when people are struggling and just to be an encouragement and a support and to reach out and say, you know, I, I understand I'm here for you. And, you know, I, I think uh, when we go through tough things, we find out who our friends are and just um, like just tried to strive the last couple of years, even though I was um, in some tough spots, just trying to reach out um, and give back. Uh, the neat thing is um, all of the things that I was so involved with years ago, I've actually been asked to come back and help and get involved in some camps again and mentor some people and things have come full circle and, and it feels really good to be able to um, share my positive experiences and share the, the things that have helped me get through those tough times and finding that inner strength, right? What, what makes us strong and focus on the positive. And um, I think this is a great time to bring up that PMA positive mental attitude. And, and I think that is so powerful and finding surrounding yourself with, positive people that are uplifting and um, supportive and hold you accountable. I think that's all, all a part of, you know, our calling in working with people, whether that's in treatment or in education or just even in the workforce is being that, that person. I, I have a phrase I use working with kids. It's unconditional positive regard. I feel like I'm the person that's going to be there encouraging them that they can do it and, supporting them along the way. And I don't know, I just feel like my life's work has been a calling and it all goes back to that moment of when these kids who heard me give my testimony saw me drunk and I just ruined whatever, whatever um, testimony and credibility I had. And so I think for me, uh, things have come full circle. And so it's, it's an honor and privilege Mike, to have gotten to know you the last couple of weeks and, and share our stories and talk about our struggles and that um, our lives are mirror each other in, in a lot of ways. And so kindred spirits, if you will, it's really fun to be able to connect and be able to talk with people who understand it and get it and kind of have that same viewpoint of giving back. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing I, I, I referenced you as um, from the Peaceful Warrior, the, the book by Dan Millman, that you are my modern day so uh, Socrates. And, um, you know, it's just right when you said you're, you're working in a gas station, I was like, this is this is my Socrates. And so you're my spiritual guide guidance of that. And so I, I want to go back to the first time that you used the the sources of strength and where were you when it hit you or when you used it? And then how did it evolve into like the PMA? So Sources of Strength is a, a training I went to and it just all galvanized. It all made sense. I have always used like the positive experiences. Like I spent a decade working in youth ministry. Um, I had two unbelievable mentors, uh, the youth pastor, Rudy Herr of First Baptist Church in Eugene, and then um, legendary football coach, Marty Johnson, who was the head coach at Sheldon. And both of those guys took me under their wing and mentored me and just 
unbelievable um, people to be around. And um, in my work through those years, just of, you know, that, that's where I learned to build relationships and connections with people by spending time with them and, and doing events with them, whether that's youth ministry or coaching and um, just all of those experiences and those relationships that I had with kids. Um, we went on Mexico mission trips or um, taking kids to summer camp or coaching football. I was really um, so fortunate and blessed to work with Marty Johnson and be a part of a state championship staff. And just that opportunity for me to work with a guy like that. And, and, and I met him when I was working at the gas station and just attached myself to him and just working with him and getting an opportunity to coach with him allowed me to um, go to a different school, get a, my first job in education as a campus supervisor. And that inspired me to go back to school and just, um, you know, I didn't get my degree until I was, um, it was actually the same week we won the state championship. I, I um, earned my degree and then started grad school. And, and without those two guys, I would have never been able to um, accomplish the, the, the things in my life. You know, it all starts with my sobriety, but then to be mentored by them. So I always use those positive experiences um, to get me through the tough times. And, you know, I think I've worn out the videotape, a few videotapes of some special games watching, watching um, those. And, and so I've used all those, but um, in 2018, I went to a, a conference sponsored by my school district and it was this program called Sources of Strength. And it just talked about the wheel and, you know, family support and, positive friends and mentor and it just all clicked for me and so I had been teaching this class at Crescent Valley an intervention class for struggling students and you know we would use the wheel and talk about you know how to use our sources of strength and the student I was working with um, came up with this phrase PMA positive mental attitude and just he talked about that and that when it comes from a student I'm always most inspired by students when they come up with things or have some real insight. And we, we made posters and we put, put it up and um, we always talked about having PMA positive mental attitude and always looking for the positive things. And so I just think, I think for me, having experienced all of that and then have it all come together in a program like Sources of Strength, and then in a phrase like positive mental attitude, I just, you know, been a coach for a long time and always being positive is something that you preach, but here's a phrase that defines it all. And it just was a um, galvanizing moment with a student. And that coming from a student, it had more of an impact on the other students. And I just got to sit back and watch it work. And it was pretty amazing and uh, pretty neat to to feel like you can be a conduit for some of these kind of happenstances and that, you know, you can use your story or your ability to relate. And then just, um, as you know, working with kids, kids just, they want to feel accepted and understood and have somebody believe in them. And I know for me, when I turned my life around, I, I had two of the best, um, you know, take a chance on me. And so I just, I feel like that's my calling. I feel like I need to give back 
to the kids I work with. And today was a great day for me at school because we started limited in person. And so I had nine kids in class and it was awesome. And it was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where my path has taken me. And um, I think I've shared this with you. One of the things about that PMA um, sources of strength, it, it's all about being in the present, the right now. Don't let your past define you, but be in the moment and enjoy where you're at and look forward. Um, you can use past experiences to inspire you and to motivate you and to conjure up that grit and determination to get through stuff, but don't let your negative past or your, your fails or um, don't, don't let those things define you, but just try and be in the moment and have that positive mental attitude. And, and it's so funny to just sitting here talking with you. I can see you light up on the screen and every time I say it, because it just hits home with you and it, it's pretty powerful. And how, how often are you able to use that with the kids that you work with? Every day, um, you know, those three powerful words, uh, it, it's very assertive. Um, like you said, it, it, there's no like in between, like you should maybe do this, like positive mental attitude. Like that's what we're looking for. That's what we need right now. You got to get rid of all the other crap that's in the way. Um, it just defines where you are at as you're talking about being present. And so, you know, going back to the, the failure part, I mean, you know, your best teacher is your last mistake. And so if we can get that in with, you know, that's the thing, again, the umbrella of the, the PMA effect, it leads so many things of where you're at and it, and it applies to many, all forms of, of, you know, education, philosophy, religion, whatever, it's straight across, like it's going to help that person get the idea of what it goes. But every day PMA is in my, my lesson plans, in my curriculum, um, in my speech, in my body. I'm fortunate to every day uh, we have kids in the, in the clinic. So uh, we're, we're small enough to where we, you know, we can have uh, small side classes, but, you know, to have the open Socratic, you know, conversations about, you know, Hey, what's this mean to you break it down? And Hey, is that, you know, are you spreading PMA? You know, now I'm talking about, Hey, are you, are you thinking before you say, and, and are, are you spreading good? You know? So, I mean, that, that right there is a spiritual part of it. So it's, it's pretty cool to see how just those three words, PMA, um, you know, positive mental attitude can really just affect uh, not just one person, but it kind of just spreads like wildfire. And like you were talking about how you just open it up and just let the kids handle it. And then all of a sudden it just starts, you know, the conduit. I love that reference, the analogy of that to where it just generates and the electric positivity that everybody needs in their life, because you're right. Sometimes when we are at school, this kid might have, nothing at home and we're their only positive you know light in their day um even if we're in the seventh period or whatever like that kid's looking to get to us and so that's the beauty of education is that 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 spiritual calling uh to helping others and service to others but the 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 sources of strength to pma to your daily affirmations what 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 can you talk to me a little bit about that of what your practice is on on that Oh, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think for me, when this summer, when I was able to land this job, it, it changed my, changed everything for my family. It just, um, 
put us in, in such a great position. And this was a practice I followed years ago. You know, I worked at a, a, su- a church summer camp and was the lifeguard and would get up early and spend my mornings hosing down the deck, sipping my coffee as the sun came up and would read my Bible. And like those moments early in my sobriety, you know, the first three or four years were just um, foundational for me and just alone time with God. And so I have, it's about a 40, 45 minute drive to work. And I just, as soon as I started working and driving, I just started praying. And by the end of the first week, my list of things almost takes up my whole drive. And I have certain markers on my drive. Like if I'm not this far along in my prayer, I need to hurry it up. And, you know, there's certain places that, you know, um, you know, on this turn, I should be at least on this part of the, you know, I I have different groups. I pray for myself every day, just um, an attitude of gratitude. I pray for insight and discernment. Um, I pray for, you know, lot, lots of different things. Just um, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, to be a light in my job, to be um, a team player, uh, to serve people's needs. And just, I pray for that. I pray for protection from attacks. Um, one thing that, that's been life-changing, I've actually, I pray for my enemies and I pray for healing from the past because I think for me and all my struggles, I think my competitive nature is just never liked the feeling that someone got the best of me. And so that was always a motivating factor and it was a negative way to be motivated. And so I think I've changed that practice and just praying for forgiveness and grace that because I've received so much and to pray for that, um, You know, I pray for my colleagues, I pray for um, my family, my marriage, my relationship, each of my children, I pray for health and well-being for my my folks, my my in-laws, you know, I just pray to be a good steward with my time and talents and abilities and to give back and to donate. Um, you know, I've been pretty fortunate to be able to, to go back to the places I served as a, as a youth leader and, and give money for scholarships for kids. And, and then I pray for a list of friends who have struggles. Um, and I also pray for broken relationships um, from the past and healing from that and that I can give that kind of forgiveness. I pray for certain friends who have health issues going on right now. I have, I pray for certain friends who are pregnant for the first time and, and, and they've tried to get pregnant for years. And so just that, that they stay healthy. I pray for people I'm mentoring, whether that's just friends who I used to be their youth leader and they're, they're going through a tough time or, you know, I pray for just different colleagues. And so and that 40, 45 minute drive gets eaten up by prayer, but it's out loud. I don't have any music on and I just talk to God and it is so powerful and it just focuses my day. And, you know, I, as a counselor, my number one piece of advice is to tell people to journal, right? Like that is people, 
I have a few kids um, that I've worked with. They're now in college, but they they laugh and they they still journal, but they they know that that's my go-to. Have you journaled? But for someone that's not a great writer, this out, outward talk and this prayer list and asking for things and praying for other people and praying for the right attitude and it just centers me every day. And it just, I like today I came away with, you know, it was the first day of school for kids and it's February and kids were showing up and I was meeting parents and they didn't know what to think. And it was just a really neat day. And it was like, because I prayed for it today. I prayed for this conversation that I say the right thing that can reach out to someone and um, encourage someone and, I think um, the attitude of gratitude is giving back, reaching out to my friends that are hurting or meeting with people regularly. To be honest, my, my connection with you that we've made the last couple of weeks has been inspiring. I mean, you're now on my list. It's, it's been really neat to meet someone who you feel really gets you. I, this happens to me a lot where I can meet someone and build a connection with, and I feel like I've known him for years. I do, I feel like, even though I don't know all the details of your story, I, I, my, my story is similar enough. And just, I don't know, I just think that giving back to other people when, when you've received so much grace is just, that's part of that positive mental attitude is um, you're just giving back and praying for others, thinking of others first, finding ways that you can encourage people. You know, I have a list of people I send text messages to a couple times a week, ask them how they're doing. May send like a, a funny, a funny one-liner with it, but like, you know, get her done or, you know, certain, certain friends that, that, you know, I can make them laugh and smile and just encouraging them, you know, some of the, the former, um, kids I've coached, you know, I, I tell them to chant, channel their inner number, you know, seven or their inner number 77, whatever number they were to, to look back um, on those days that, um, you know, brought them lots of success and find that inner drive. And so I think that's the big key is giving back to other people um, and investing in other people's lives. I think that is for me in the last six months, that's probably been the most um, healing, being able to pray for my enemies, pray for, um, to serve the ones that I despise. And you know, that's an old Jars of Clay song. Um, and that that uh, Jars of Clay was uh, listened to over and over the, all the years I lifeguarded. So it, it still brings back great memories. But I think that for me um, has given me such peace I sleep like a baby. Like I wake up, I care in the world. I know that I'm doing my life's work. I'm giving back. And that, that daily prayer, that daily connection. Um, I'm fortunate. I have 40 some minutes on my drive, um, but I'd encourage somebody start with five minutes in the shower and just talk out loud and positive self-talk and, um, reach out to others and give back. And, you know, you're going to get that, that return on that investment at some point, and that's going to fill your tank. I would uh, wholeheartedly agree. I, uh, I took your advice and did my run 
uh, as I told you, I had a, a friend passed away and I did a, I did an eight mile run on Wednesday. And during that whole eight miles, I was just kicking out as much positive prayers as I could, you know, please, you know, give help to the, the families and their children. And I just went down and I, I just, and it, and it was, it wasn't even like planned, but I just started, you know, please, you know, I pray for, and then all of a sudden that I just started kicking out names and, and, you know, please let, you know, these people that are dealing with health issues or, or financial issues. And, and, um, and, and I think the biggest thing that I I've, I've noted from you and your, your humility, uh, you are such a humble servant and, uh, your soul is so soft. Uh, and I, I took away the, um, forgiveness. Uh, that's one of the things I was holding on to. And you, you mentioned sleeping like a baby. Well, I, I forgave, uh, people that I thought that did me dirty or, or, you know, did me wrong. And, and, you know, how can they do that to me? And I just said, you know what, it is what it is. God, I forgive, you know, such and such. And, and I just like, it was a cleansing. It was just like everything from my stomach to my chest was just like rock of crap, just gone. And it was just amazing. And I, you know, like I said, I don't necessarily run eight miles on a, on, on a Wednesday afternoon, but um, I felt great and I felt amazing. And, you know, I just felt so light and free and happy. And like you said, I went home that night probably because I didn't run eight miles, but I, right. and I, and ever since I've just been sleeping more. And so I, I've been taking your advice, uh, you know, in the, in the car, um, just, you know, saying prayers to my, my dad, my, my stepmom and, and, you know, my, my, my family, my wife, my kids, and, and just, you know, like I said, and it just, uh, the laundry list goes on and, and it just, you know, what, what do you get to lose? You know, you don't, you don't have anything to lose. And like you said, that investment will always come back and uh, tenfold. And I, and I, I see it daily just because how I'm dealing with my difficult kids at, at my, my clinic, um, you know, gives me that patience, gives me that confidence, gives me that PMA. And, and I do pray for those, those uh, at my, my clinic. And I, I pray for every kid that's going through everything right now. And, and so uh, but right now that that's where I'm at and that's what I'm investing in. And, and, uh, I, I appreciate and thank you wholeheartedly, um, you know, for all the advice and, and guidance and just, you know, the spirituality and the PMA that goes along with it. Um, you know, if it's just one thing, you know, reflect on your flaws or your mistakes and learn from them and grow from them and then pay it for, you know, to others. And I think that's a strong, strong message here that um you know and i feel the same way like spiritually i have been awoken spiritually probably this last two years i've always been spiritually like in some essence but never really awoken to where i just have tuned in and like you said you're one person that definitely come across my my tablet if you will of just like this is a person i need in my life this is a person i want to see and seek and 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 do more with and connect and however I can help him or vice versa. And, and so that's the thing I I'm taking away from this podcast, uh, particularly is, is that relationship that you and I have, have created and just what are the possibilities now? And that's just why I, I, I seek stillness in my day with prayer and meditation. And that's the question that comes up to it. And I always have a, a pretty positive light on that. So I appreciate you graciously. So, <laughs> well, the feeling, the feeling is mutual and 
you know, I think when we serve others, like we have to, we're, we're called to practice what we preach. And, and this has been a reboot for me. Like I have not been this close with God since my youth ministry days. I mean, education has been really difficult and um, just a, a tough path. And I realized that I just, part of that is because my eyes weren't on God and I wasn't as transparent and, you know, you talk about that, that feeling of freedom from just that one day of prayer. Like I have, I've held on to this for a long time. When I first started working with kids, someone called me a diamond in the rough, right? A lot of rough edges, a lot of um, shortcomings, um, a lot of immaturity, but over time, as we know, diamonds over time, right? Um, they need that, that rough, that pressure and that to refine those edges. And for me, um, doing this prayer and forgiving and owning what um, I needed to own, it's it's taken this heavy burden that I've carried for years because I tried to do it on my own. I tried to do it by myself. I always felt like, you know, as a coach, I can will my team to win or I can, um, make the sunshine from pure desire, you know, it's like the, um, you know, but I can't. And to land the job that I landed in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a fire season, in the middle of, it was a God thing. I mean, the window for me and what was so powerful is I had a conversation with my principal, um, it's the day before Thanksgiving. I had two kids that were there for limited in-person, both really tough home lives. You know, they opened up and said they don't have a positive male figure in their life and they're not, you know. that. And so it was a really deep conversation. It's like me, these two kids in the building, one custodian and the principal, right? <laughs> and, and so we go outside, it's freezing cold. I have my jacket. Each kid has a ball, you know, we're practicing social distancing. And this kid goes, here, Mr. Carter, shoot. And I've not shot a basketball in 10 years, Mike. I mean, it just, I used to play all the time. I used to be a gym rat, all of that. And I was way out by the three-point line and I turned and I shot it. Nothing but net. And the kids <laughs> just went nuts. And to me, it was that being there on that day, I was there for those kids to be in that moment and that hitting you know yes it was it was just for fun but just to step up and hit a shot when it's unexpected and come through and deliver like it just it was as one of those moments that I'm never going to forget in education and then afterwards I was talking with my principal who hired me and I hadn't really had a a deep conversation with her, but her husband found out her husband's a pastor and um, the team that I work on is all believers. And it's just been a great fit. And she shared with me that every person she hires, she prays for. And she said, there was just something about me that just hit her in the heart. And um, that just spoke to her and I just lost, I just started bawling just because what this job, this job like rebooted me and just gave me a chance to be, in, you know, salvage my career, be in, be in a 
great fit, do things for my family that, that didn't think were possible, um, have an impact on kids. It just, it just was this moment. And so, um, all of my prayers and my asking for forgiveness and praying for my weaknesses and all of those, I, I credit just the success since August to that time of prayer and that time of connection. And to, to sit here and talk with a guy that I just met and feel like you're a lifelong friend. And I mean, you are so kind in, in, in your words, um, but the feeling is mutual. Like I, I heard your story and your path and it's like, here's somebody who gets it and understands that, you know, um, I, you know, I, I had a principal turn me down this summer and that one of the, one of the, interview questions was explain a time when you failed forward. And I, I thought that was really profound. And just, I said, just in my career, when I've been at a school, it hasn't gone well. And I was able to go on and move on to the next school and failing forward. And um, yeah, just, I think hopefully our, the audience will hear some of these things and adopt some of these practices and, um, you know, I, I'd encourage people to reach out, find positive mentors, positive friends, um, give back to others and pray. I mean, it's it sounds simple, um, but but once you get in practice, I mean, we know the 21-day challenge. You do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit. And, you know, start small, you know, start with praying in the shower every day and then pick three friends to reach out to. And so... Um, I know, Mike, for me, talking with you and connecting with you has um, just been an inspiration to me. And I just have really enjoyed, you know, how I found you was such a happenstance. And it just, it's been amazing. And um, the work that you're doing and being able to share, um, you know, I think here in the last, six, you know, six months to a year, reaching out to friends, you know, I've always had a heart for helping kids who struggle, but now I'm at the point where I'm helping adults, like reaching out to friends and um, trying to mentor some people. And, um, you know, I, it fills my bucket when I'm able to connect with my my old mentors. And this last week, I, I got a chance to see see the old, uh, Coach Johnson, and that was so uplifting. And, and he just had the best words for me. And then a couple months back, I was able to meet and, and connect with my old youth pastor that I worked with. And it's just like, I mean, those are things I wish, I know we don't drink, but I, those are the things that I wish we could bottle up and store that, you know, that those times. And, and that's that source sources of strength, you know, surround yourself with good people, with positive people. And, um, more out of just helping people and being able to share. And it's, it's opened up a new door of opportunity for me to, um, you know, give back to, to others. Um, you know, I've, I've always had a calling for kids, but now to connect with other adults and um, support each other, you know, in the game of life, because we know the game of life is, is not fair and it's tough and, having a PMA, right? Positive mental attitude and being around um, the right people and 
finding your sources of strength and uh, leaning on those. I just, I just appreciate the opportunity to share. This has been something I've been praying about. And um, I just hope that someone finds some, some little nugget of inspiration or hope or encouragement. And um, I, I think you have a real ministry here with this podcast. It's, I, I think I told you this, my, my wife laughed at me and said, do you even know what a podcast is? <laughs> and uh, no, it's, no, it's awesome. I think you're doing great work and it's just been an honor and a privilege to share with you.